Last time, our adventurers found themselves fighting a rug of smothering, which had completely smothered Ulv. Luckily, the group was able to dispatch the rug rather quickly and were able to continue on their journey. The group then entered what appeared to be a library. This library seemed completely empty, which caused minor consternation for the whole group. The group then entered what seemed like a small plush office that had only three books of interest. Two of the books were about necromancy and curses, and the last book turned out to be the first journal of Anandra. Contemplating this turn of events, the group re-entered the library only to find it was now filled with books. The group decided to investigate various books, but as soon as they did, the books seemed to animate and started attacking the party. Our adventurers discovered the doors were locked, and after trying to light the books on fire, they realized the books weren't going anywhere. After taking a brief break in the small office they'd found, the group set out with a new plan that turned out to be the right one. The group ended up finding the second journal of Anandra, which triggered all the animated books to stop attacking them. At this point, the group had explored all the first level of the manor, so they decided to finish Odds and Ends before going back to Gamaliel and asking their question. This led the group to experiment with the Grey Potion, and that this potion ended up turning everyone in the group into a Faded, a being who is neither dead, alive, nor undead, but something in between. As soon as this happened, the group was finally able to take the stairs down into the basement. Who knows what the group will uncover down there. As you walk down the stairs, you notice your surroundings are in muted tones. All the world, it seems, has lost its color. You reach the bottom and you find yourself in a long room with a second set of stairs on the far side of the room that lead up. This room is empty, aside from pillars interspersed throughout the room holding it up. There are doors on your right and your left. You also notice writing along the walls of this room similar to the writing in the Great Hall directly above you. What would you like to do? Welcome back to the seventh episode of How to Be a Better DM. I'm your host, and we are here to help you tell better stories while you DM a session of Dungeons & Dragons 5e with your friends. In this show, I share some things that have helped me as a DM so you can enjoy this wonderful, wonderful game. Before we get to today's show, another shout out to Couchy Audio, who does the audio work for this show. So if you need help audio-wise, you can reach out to him at K-A-H-O-O-T-A-Z on Instagram. That's at K-A-H-O-O-T-A-Z on Instagram, and he will hook you up. He's awesome. So let's get to today's show. Today, let's get simple and quick and talk about my method for planning in between sessions. Now, this isn't a perfect method. I'm not a perfect DM, but it's certainly helped me and hopefully it can help you. So, number one, I always start off with writing a recap. Some people might riff on this recap just at the beginning of the session, as most people do, but I find it very helpful and much more helpful than just riffing to write it down beforehand. Doing so actually does two things for me. First of all, it helps remind me what happened in the previous session. You know, rarely do I start preparing the next session right after the previous one. Usually it's late and I'm going to bed. Uh, but it's also great to let the players know what happened last time. Sometimes it's been weeks, months maybe. Uh, it's, it's hard to remember these things. The second thing it does for me is it helps get my brain juices flowing. It's, it's a lot easier for me to think of new things after I've had this simple exercise of just summarizing as eloquently and interesting way as possible what happened last time. Uh, so, you know, if you need an example of what summarizing an episode looks like, just go back to the beginning of today's episode and listen to a little snippet at the beginning. That was actually what I wrote down for my previous session of my campaign that I play with my friends. 
So you can use that as kind of a template or an example. Number two is I figure out what generally happens next. Now you might be saying, duh, uh, but this is a little bit more nuanced. You know, I mean, if the party is currently in a dungeon or going through some sort of fortress or something where they're geographically locked in kind of, it's kind of easy. You just look at the map and see wherever the players are going next logically. Now they can always pull an audible or something and just decide to leave unless you stop them like I tend to do. But essentially you just pick which rooms they haven't been in and you figure out what happens in those rooms. Now, if you're using an adventure guidebook, this means reading ahead in the book to understand what should probably happen next. And one thing I also like to do is ask the players what they think their characters will want to do next. And this is if they're not constrained by geography, like if they're not in some sort of castle, cave system or whatever, if they can move freely basically. And if I'm not using a guidebook, I like to think about all the possible places the characters might go, because more than anything, D&D is kind of about logistics. It's about getting the right weapons, skills, and people in the right places, essentially, right? So if you understand where the group plans to go, you can prepare adequately. You can assume what might happen, you know? You, you know, I, I, I try to write down, jot down a few logical places that they might go and then some sequences of events should the players go to those locations. And let me give you a warning, you know, be prepared. Sometimes players will just choose never to go to places you've prepared. That's okay, you'll get over it. In fact, one example in my campaign, I prepared kind of a, a similar haunted mansion, though much, much smaller, that the group just decided not to even investigate. It's whatever. You work eight hours a day. You spend time with your family, and when you come home, you do work around the house. And it seems that you never have as much time as you would like to prepare for your D&D sessions. Does this sound like you? Wouldn't it be amazing to have endless material prepared for your D&D sessions anyways? That's where Roll and Play Press comes in. Roll and Play Press provides D&D 5e compatible material for any type of session. Running a one-shot? Check out their One-Shot Wonders book with over 100 one-shot ideas. Getting started with a new sci-fi campaign? Get their Game Master's Sci-Fi Toolkit to have your games much more prepared with much less effort. Why reinvent the wheel? Check out Roll and Play Press at rollandplaypress.com, see what they have to offer, and get a 10% discount when you buy something by using the code BETTERDM10, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-D-M-10, at checkout. Give yourself just a little bit extra help so that you can continue being the world's greatest dungeon master. And, you know, if you feel like this is too much like 40 chess, like you can't really anticipate your players as moves, then don't. Just just constrain them. Say, for example, they've been tasked to find an ancient artifact, and there are really no clues, so their journey could take them anywhere. One thing you might do is say, after an investigation check in this town, you've discovered that talk of this artifact originated in this specific area. There are four towns in that area and each have extensive libraries, blah, 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 or some such nonsense, you know. Just give them choices, but slightly constrain them so that way you don't necessarily have to plan what happens if they go in every single city in your fantasy world. And you don't necessarily have to be specific in this. You can be somewhat vague. Just have a general idea of what happens should they go to this place or that place. That's number two. Number three, 
This is where I remember to look up rules I'd forgotten or create items that I'd given to the party without really knowing what they do. <clears throat> Don't judge me. I used this extra time to fill in the odds and ends that really flesh out the campaign. Step two was creating the framework of what happens in the session. In this step, step number three, I add in the cool details. This is where you can go to find the cool maps that make the game really fun, but that are not necessarily necessary. Or, or you can work on your collection of minis, painting them or whatnot. Or you can craft new NPCs that aren't essential, or you can think of lists of cool items to give your, your characters that they don't necessarily need. Uh, here's just where you get to add in the cool details. You can also bring up interests that the characters have mentioned in-game. And Neverwinter's really far from where they are, so the chances that they go there, very slim. But in this step, it might be really good to flesh out what could happen should they go to Neverwinter. So that way, if in the odd chance they do, you're prepared. It's always nice to have just a little bit extra prepared in case the group decides to go down whatever rabbit hole you've somehow laid in front of them. Because believe me, having something prepared is so much easier than in You obviously have good taste. I mean, you listen to how to be a better DM after all. We thank you so much for your support. And if you've ever gotten anything useful from How to Be a Better DM, take a minute and rate us and review us on your podcast listening app of choice. It goes a very long way to helping our show help many more Dungeon Masters out there who are just like you. If you love our content, help others become better Dungeon Masters too. So remember, number one, you've got to do the recap. That's essential. That's like the foundation. Number two, you think of the general steps of what's going to happen next. So like the groundwork, the foundation, the, the, the not the foundation, the frame. And then number three, you add in the extras. This is where you, you make, you add in the details, you flesh out whatever is going to happen. So that way it's not just general ideas, but it, you get really specific. So that's my method and it's pretty simple. Uh, it's not too complex. Hopefully it helps you, um, but I'd love to hear your method. So how do you go about planning your sessions? You know, message me on Instagram at Geronimo Levis. I'd love to hear from you and, and see what things you do to plan your sessions. Also, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, go ahead and reach out to me also on Instagram. Uh, I'd love to talk to you and talk to any suggestions you guys have and just, just reach out. I'd love to start up conversations about the show and see what you think. Uh, that does it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Come back for next week's episode and another show if you get the chance. Um, also, please, if, if you have the opportunity, please leave a rating and review to help the show be discovered by even more people. That would go so far in just spreading this and hopefully helping that poor little person who's trying to DM but has never done it and doesn't have any resources. I mean, I don't know if they're out there because the internet exists, but maybe they're out there. Anyways, until next time, guys, let's roll initiative.